I'm Benjamin. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. A nice fluffy brioche bun on top, maybe toasted meat in the middle. And at the end, another brioche bun, maybe a little cheese in there, maybe a little mayonnaise. Uh, make everybody feel good. That's what we're about. Also, helping people with their jokes. It's all good. It's Monday night from 6 to 8. You're here on the Joke Workshop. We have many, many comedians that are here to make you laugh. Please remember on the Joke Workshop, it's as good as the people that are here. So take notes and uh, pay attention because the more you pay attention, the better the show is. Yay! Your first comedian. What a joy. What a gift we have in the San Francisco comedy community. This guy. He is my favorite dirtbag. One of them. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody put your hands together for John Gallagher. Thank you so much, man. Great radio voice, too. That's a weird, just disgusting. That's an excellent, like, morning radio jazz voice. That was killer. Um, I'm feeling good today, guys. I was having a bad day to start this, though. I had to go through the Embarcadero BART station and uh, encountered... Yeah, it was a nightmare. But even worse on top of that, when you got to deal with a bunch of traffic and morning commute stuff, is uh, BART performers uh, that play music. Uh, and I like I understand the... I, I kind of know my place in the world. This isn't much better, right? We're both cornering and annoying people. <laughs> But I'm, you know, I'm elevated, and I have a microphone, so I feel like I'm slightly better. And I'm, I'm I don't know, I feel like, it's, I don't try not to be too judgment, but you have your cast of characters. You have Lady with Ukulele, uh, Man with Saxophone playing over better music. And then uh, the classic is just Man who doesn't know how to play, uh, who sings classic pop songs and fucks up all the lyrics. That's another good one. Uh, but I've, I've encountered a new one today, and it filled me with the most rage I've ever experienced in my life. And it was walking down, and I hear this sound. I see the sound is coming from a 45-year-old man, balding with a ponytail, playing a pan flute. Oh, oh you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I was filled with such overwhelming rage. Uh, I don't know, how dare you inflict your liberal arts degree on me, sir? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking monster. Like, I don't care that you majored in Greek mythology or whatever, dude. The only way you should be able to pay, play a fucking pan flute is if you have goat legs. That is real. Yeah, if you, if you are a half-man, half-goat chasing river spirits, then yeah, if you're throwing a bacchanalia uh, with dryads and naiads, that is fine. You can do that. But unless you're, unless you're that, there's no reason I should have a morning pan flute soundtrack to my anxiety attack through the Embarcadero station. You shouldn't have that. So a little fucking, little uh, flute ennui to start my day. Like, ooh, that is a bummer. I don't want that. Uh, other things I was thinking about that are gross, I like to think about uh, being an overweight man and eating things. Because uh, I always, I always uh, put the, thing, put the uh, impression on other people that it's like they watch me and go like, what is he putting in his body to make him become that way? You know? And I was, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about the most horrifying thing I ever saw, which was a man ordering a sandwich one time in a deli. And he goes up and he orders a ham sandwich. Lady behind the counter goes, boom, bread, boom, meat, plops it on. And then uh, this guy, uh, she asked him if he wants any vegetables. He says no. And then says the worst thing I've ever heard, which was this. It was uh, uh, extra mayo. I'll tell you when. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in, guys. And so the lady behind the counter is like, all right, calls his bluff, right? Takes out the deli spoon into the mayonnaise and audible plop of mayonnaise onto the bread. Boom. You can hear a plop sound horrible. 
And then she looks back at him and says, boom, is that enough mayonnaise for you, smart guy? And this guy just looks back at her and goes, yeah, more. <laughs> like this, just like a, with, a, with an animal-like uh, predator look in his eyes. Like he's a, it's a corner to deer in the woods, right? Like that. And then this proceeds for, she goes in for two, looks back at her. Now at this point, he has, he's sweating like mayonnaise. You know the greased mayonnaise sweats? It's all over his face, you know? Just excitement, titillation, erotic behavior. So he goes in for three. Lady, when he goes, she goes in for three. She looks back at him before he does it with an eye, a look that just says, "Please don't make me do this." And he goes more, because Daddy will get his mayonnaise. I don't know, like the weird BDSM relationship they're developing. She scoops in three, and then four is where he calls it. Four giant things of mayonnaise, giant scoops of mayonnaise on this thing. And by this time, bread's about here. Mayonnaise is about equal to the height of the bread. And she goes, "Anything else? No." Ugh. She sandwiches this thing together, literally, and then it squirts down the side like a horrible Niagara Falls cream cheese cum shot. Disgusting, right? This guy just takes it up and then walks home. Guys, this was in public. Like, I feel like we just discovered the new way to discover serial killers. Okay, I think that's all you do. It's like, or do you think this is okay behavior? Because you have a head in your house and I can never trust you. Um, hey, thanks, guys. Bye. John Gallagher is actually made of four scoops of mayonnaise. Yay! Ha <laughs> No, I, uh, I loved everything. The pan flute thing, I feel like it's screaming for an act out. I was hoping for a Mr. Tumnus reference. Oh, and then call, yeah. you said little goat man, but if you want to be specific, go Mr. Tumnus. That's that's, that's from, a solid ref. Right, yeah. right from uh, Lion uh, Witch in the Wardrobe. Talk about some Turkish delight. Exactly, but then you said the little goat man, so I was excited. Now Bacchanalia, amazing. All of the MFA uh, rejoices yeah, exactly. with that, and then you pronounced on we incorrectly. It's oh, on we. You. you said like N U I or something, but it's yeah, anyway. it's pronounced. On we. Oh yeah, thank you. Sorry. That's okay. That's so and everything about mayo, I love. But um, make sure that you, um, for mayo lovers, like I'm a best foods Hellman's sort of like stalwart, and so you need to know the difference maybe between is it best foods or is it uh, Miracle Whip or is it do they make their own mayonnaise? Like if you're gonna go into this mayo thing, mm-hmm. you might. There are specific mayonnaises. Okay. So. Well, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll definitely I'll get specific with that mayo. Yeah, and if there are specific mayonnaises, perhaps the guy has his particular fetish. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe. You know, yeah. don't put any of that craft on there. And, okay. Uh, craft is gross. But, it's disgusting. You know, you, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm very interested in your style, and, and I wouldn't change it at all. Okay. But you kind of rushed the, the the squeaker went off and you rushed the mayonnaise mm-hmm. just at the point where I felt like you ought to milk it. You're right. Yeah, no, he should have blown his load a, load a little later. Yeah, I should have just fucking <laughs> sat you yeah. guys in it. <laughs> a, no, well, I mean, I was trying to go a little faster. That no. bit can go about five. The Niagara minutes. Falls cum yeah. shot yeah. wasn't but enough the, for you? The <laughs> sweat pouring down his face and the mayonnaise pouring out of the thing. It's, you know, that's that's what you've built to. And, right. You know, yeah. yeah. I just, I just think you, you're, you're enough of a veteran not to let the, not to let the lights panic you like yeah, that. I don't want to run the light either. I mean, there's yeah, like, I'm not going to be know, like, it was black smite. I know. I know. <laughs> well, but you know, you're, you're, you're casual. You're yeah. taking your time, and you'll get there when you get there. Style. Yeah. 
is uh, is your style. It's, right. it's, but it's, it's I mean like it's, again, it's a joke that ha- has taken like four minutes before. Oh, so really? I want to yeah, I want to yeah, make okay, sure it, okay. it gets done. <laughs> well, just going back to the beginning one, what occurred to me was those other examples that you give are also hor- they're not as horrifying as the one with the man flute. Oh yeah. But can you t- take a little more time and make those a little more graphic and entertaining? Oh, I, or do I, you prefer not to? I mean, I don't know. We'll work on it. You know, it's well, a workshop. Well, uh, well, I mean, that's he wants I, you to play with your man flute as opposed to your pan flute. I'll, I'll take out my man flute. <laughs> the pan flute. But, but I, 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 I was thinking there you are at Bart and the whole image of you at of uh, the the whole image of your anxiety and what's upsetting about that. You know, that whole build up. Sure. Uh, you know, fun. Anyway, fun. I've heard the I've heard the pan flute before, and it, it never fails to satisfy. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate the notes. Other comments? I like right. the main thing. I came find a find a microphone. Perfect. Oh, it is. Yeah. I just said I came halfway through it, so I didn't really hear it, but I really like the mayo bit. Oh, thank you. Solid set, man. It was thank awesome. You. Thank, thank you. you. Everybody, clap wildly for John Gallagher. <laughs> There it is, and the people love the stuff and the jokes. Your next comedian, uh, he has a luscious beard and very funny jokes to match it. Everybody, clap wildly. Take notes if you want to. Michael Brandon! Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's always good to get introed by the cool sounds of 88.9 KBBBL. Light jazz all night long. You really have a talent there. That's that's really good. I very smooth. I, very smooth. Um, anyways, so uh, uh, one of the things I like doing is I like watching films. I like watching movies that like I used to watch when I was a kid. And now that I'm older and I've traveled the world a little bit, I like going back to watching those movies. And like anytime, like it never fails. Like anytime I'm watching a movie that I used to watch when I was a kid, it's always like, oh wow. I did not know Owen Wilson was in this movie. <laughs> so here I have the top three movies you did not know Owen Wilson was in. All right. Uh, number three, Schindler's List. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. He was not in Schindler's <laughs> List. Uh, my dream is to do that joke on like Jimmy Kimmel or Late Night or something. And the way Ellen blew up Twitter with her picture, I want to blow up Google with people searching Owen Wilson <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> and I want it to be brought to Owen Wilson's attention. You're like, you know, <laughs> like, people think you're in Schindler's List. And just hear him go like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't do Owen Wilson's voice, but uh, I imagine it goes something like this. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty woke. I consider myself a very woke man. I'm uh, so woke that I consider the movie White Men Can't Jump incredibly racist. Uh, in fact, I updated it for the new woke era. Uh, I uh, rewrote White Men Can't Jump. I turned it to White Men Can't Say the N-Word. Um, it's completely the same movie, except you take out basketball and you add the N-Word. Uh, Woody Harrelson is just a white guy that's really, really good at saying the N-Word. And he just tricks black people left and right. <laughs> and it's all good. <laughs> He's really good at it, man. He's really good at it. Uh, I think Yelp has gone too far. I think Yelp has gone too far. I think the users of Yelp have gone too far. I recently found out that you uh, recently found out that, get this, uh, you can actually rate um, 
not McDonald's. No, not McDonald's, not Burger King, not something dumb like that. You can actually rate, 100% true, you can actually rate a hospital on Yelp. Uh, I think if your experience at a hospital has gotten to the point where you're going to write a Yelp review, you're just telling the world, I can't afford a lawyer. Uh, that's really what it is. I mean, like, what can your point, what can your view of a hospital, you, like, you either, you're either alive or you're not. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think anyone in this day and age has ever been like, oh, man, the hospital was super cheap. Uh, I got, so, uh, someone saw me very fast. No, man, that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to go broke when you go to the hospital. Um, <laughs> like the health for all shirt the guy has there. <laughs> Um, one of the things I used to watch when I was a kid, I used to watch this uh, this ad, this PSA, which was for uh, it was anti smoking. It was anti smoking, and it was a uh, it was about this. And this kid would travel down this corridor and these tunnels and these dark alleys, and then he would show up where there were these like pictures of children showing their pierced tongues all over the wall, and there was this old man who would pierce his tongue. And the guy would be like, he'd pull out his tongue and then pierce it. And he'd get it done and he'd be like, yeah. And the old man was very, like, creepy and gangly looking. And then finally, like, afterwards he'd be like, do you want to smoke a cigarette? And the, guy, the kid would be like, no way, man. I'm not crazy. Which, like, to me, never fucking made me not want to smoke cigarettes. But it did. <laughs> it did make me want to fear old people so much more. It's like, who is this old man that's so cool and piercing kids' tongues in an alley? You know, and it's so weird. All these photos are, I, I feel like I ran the light. Uh, all right, thank you guys. Michael Brandon, everyone. Yes, yay. Got comments coming in. I got, I got, you didn't say the other two. You opened up with your Owen Wilson joke, and then you didn't tell us the other two movies. You said yeah. my top three Owen Wilson movies. He's in Schindler's List. But just to, if you're going to open with three, at least be like, and the other one is blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And dumb movies or something true or not true. But at least you said three, so give us the other two. I don't know if anyone agrees with that. You yeah, might Yeah, a little disagree. bit of that was by design where I was just like, I'm just like the joke is the Schindler's List thing. So I was like, I'll just see what happens if I can cut it down to that to just to get to that and and explain why I would want them to Google it. Well, then so. maybe make Schindler's List third and give us the first two or make be like, Bottle Rocket, like his first movie. Wasn't that one cool? And yeah. like, give us two movies. The two other movies were Armageddon and Anaconda. That's great. So those are great. Start with, exactly. But give us those two and then have that third be the punchline. Just because I yeah, was I like, oh, yeah. I, missed the, I missed the other two. And then the other thing um, is that with your... White Man Can't Jump, I think that everything was perfect, but I'd call it erotic fan fiction and then do the joke. So just say, oh, I made some erotic fan fiction about White Men Can't Jump, and then you can, that's a white guy saying the N-word, and then it makes it kind of sexual and fun as opposed to like a remake of a movie, but, because erotic fan fiction's a thing. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, that's all I had. Uh, I was going to say, if you're looking, what, I forgot, what was, the, what was the Owen Wilson thing you said? We were trying to do, which one? 
when you just like said like an Owen Wilson type thing that you were trying to do the impression of. Oh, he goes like, "Wow, that's awesome." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me get because like what that was what I wrote. I was like, "Wow" is like the good key because you could like you can do you do like a wow. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's yeah, nasally. I, I tried it like yeah, it's it's super it's super hard to do like wow that that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I feel but I, wow. I but I feel like everyone like associates that with him. Oh, totally. Wow. Yeah, like well, there's a really good uh, star. There's a Star Wars video that yeah. uses the. Do you see that? It's about the Star Wars sounds and just have Owen Wilson saying yeah. "Wow." <laughs> You did a decent one, though. Yeah, that's not bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he goes like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then, I don't know, I didn't have anything else. Do you have an Owen Wilson impression? No, I don't. I mean, good, that's, that good. was my best, uh, <laughs> that was my best go at it. Well, I mean, we expect it. Yeah. We expect it when you're going to tell us about an Owen. We expect you to say a line from the movie that he would say. Oh, that's not actually a bad idea. If I if I made up a line about him and Schindler's List where he's like, yeah, yeah, that's not the children in the toilet. The children, like if he the, says like, wow, these showers, wow, are hot. the children are hiding in the toilet. What if he said like, wow, these showers are hot? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> wow, <laughs> can't breathe with all it. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I want a footnote on that joke if it ever gets a laugh. We'll write it on a card. Does anyone, did you, uh, Michael Brand, you had a great set. Does anyone else have any things other to say about his loveliness and wonderment? And then clap wildly, everyone, for Michael Brandon. <laughs> Getting so classy today here on the Joke Workshop, yeah. Hanging out, doing our thing, telling new jokes, giving a shit. Your next comedian has lots of cards. I think he's going to pass them out. We'll see what happens. We'll have a discussion, or he might just hold them up for himself. We have no idea what's going to happen. But I know what's going to happen right now. You're all going to clap your hands on a slappy-like motion for Paul Sanford. The thing that's hard about my act when I pass out the cards to the audience is, number one, they don't hold them up unless it's a card, unless they like the card. And so there are a lot of jokes I don't tell. And there are others, so I don't get to do certain jokes and I get stale and cold and, and afraid of them. So I thought, I thought I'd uh, just share some of cards that I don't do or that are new or that, you know, in other words, the bad jokes, the B-roll, and, and get, you, get your help on them. Uh, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you older. Uh, Nietzsche, fuck Nietzsche. Okay, uh, but you know, die Trump. If you spell it right, the Secret Service won't bother you. Huh. But you know, I mean, he is orange, and uh, but he, he's the same age I am. Are you telling me his hair isn't the same? They, there was this whole thing about whether Reagan dyed his hair or not. You know, and but nobody's go, the guy dyes his skin and he gets away. There's a premise there. Yeah. This premise there. Help me with the Home Depot. Now I can't, can't decide whether it's the Homey Depot, and I miss all my Hispanic friends because they don't let them look for jobs at Emeryville, or that it's a track meet. You go into the Home Home Depot, and they say, "Oh, if we have it, it's either on aisle two or on aisle 35." So you get to do a, get a lot of walking in if you go to the Home Depot. It's a premise, not a joke yet. Trump care? No, he doesn't. Um, Twerk, uh, you know, I have this joke, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off twerk we go, and I just never know if it's going to work or not. 
so I, I'm thinking of retiring the card. Root, root, root for the A's. The punchline on that is that fans are for losers, that anybody can cheer for the Warriors, but if you're really a fan, you know, and sports fans, that's got to do with I'm an observer of sports. I'm not a fanatic over it. See, so far these are all just premises. Fake news. I want to have a fake news joke. You know, I, I think I ought to have, they'll hold the card up, but I, yeah, I, I, the real news is scary enough for me, I think. Baked puppy, the dog got into the edibles and we had a dog that was on dope. And my daughter blamed me that I had let him get into my medication. Now there's a joke in that. Not a very good one, but there's a joke in it. Airplane tots. You know, I actually have sympathy for, I actually have sympathy for the parents who have crying children on the airplane. I want to go back and say, I'm a father, I've handled this before. You take a break, I'll hold your kid, but I have a feeling somehow they're gonna look at me and they're gonna think, I don't know if I'm gonna trust my child to him. That's at least what the kindergarten teacher said. I have a joke that used to work, I told it years ago about how, um, let me see, old people control the elections because they do the four letter word, they V-O-T-E vote you know but i can't come a card that says vote gives away the punchline okay uh near death yes that would be waking up for me and uh baked potato see it's, it's a good it's an edibles joke but it there's no punchline for it yo yo People say, yo, yo, and I think they're talking about some toy with a string. I am totally unclue. Are you prego? I think with what, with what Trump has done about the teen pregnancy clinics, we should stop having sex with teenagers and getting them pregnant. Okay, John? We, I'm, I certainly am not going to have sex with any teenagers this week. Not my choice. Their choice. Anyway. <laughs> but, okay. So, you see, I just want to empathize with how difficult it is. I have jokes that work, but I'm trying to get these into shape. Paul Sanford, everyone. Ending at exactly four minutes, how perfect. Uh, uh, I have stuff for you. Uh, you did the twerk joke, and then you missed an opportunity at the end, and you said, I don't know if this will work or not. You should have said, I don't know if this will twerk or not. Okay, good. And Thank then you need. need to twerk. Okay, you need to make your ass slap. You've got to turn around. Uh -huh. And then you got to shake up no, all the way around. And then you got to shake. You got to bend your knees and shake your booty up and down. Up and right. Down. Right. Up exactly. Down. There you go. Spread your legs a little bit more. Spread your knees a little more. You need a little more knee. There? Yeah. Almost. The point is to try to make your ass cheeks slap. But if you do that... If you say, I don't know if it'll twerk or not, and then you turn around and you do that, okay. everyone will laugh so hard at your butt. Okay. It, is, it is very self-deprecating, but everyone will get a laugh out of it. Yeah, good. Uh, here's the Thank second you. one. Um, you this said, is workshopping. See, this is real workshopping. You said fake news. You need to make up some crowd work on fake news. Look in the audio. Fake news, I don't know what that's about. Look at someone in the audience. That's your crowd work. You're, you just stole $100,000 from some insurance agency and murdered your wife for the money or whatever. Just make up some fake news. Would you crowd work? Um, okay. You said...
tots, children, uh, 450 in the oven, 18 minutes, nice and crispy. Good, thank you. Tots as, and... Uh, WC Fields, I like small tots as long as they're well prepared. Right, yeah. and delicious, mm -hmm. crispy. And then you can take that edibles joke and put it back in because you mentioned baked potatoes. You can put it back into tater tots and I'd go with something like truffle butter, truffle pot butter, or something like, think of a baked potato and how you would make it into an edible. You'd have to make, you're, and you're white, so it's like, oh, I get that truffle pot butter and I put it on there and. Wonderful. Right? Okay. Okay, that's all I got. Good, no, that's a lot, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, Paul. Like I said, I think I like the I liked I gotta say the change up with with you holding the cards actually, and not uh -huh. just because I don't like holding up your cards for you. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, I think honestly, I, I like the idea. I mean, it wasn't until now that you're holding the cards. I noticed that all of them have like a different fun, goofy font, and it's kind of interesting. It gives you the audience something visually to look at. And even when you don't have a joke, you can play it up the old senile thing, right? Like I don't know what this is. So then just like put it down. That'll uh -huh. probably get a laugh uh -huh. from an uh -huh. audience. Uh -huh. And yeah, the fact they don't work might work in your favor. Plus, you get some fun to look at like I'm looking at this card over here it says horny in green and black letters that's funny by itself because like there's an old man holding a sign that says horny at me yeah. and that makes me feel weird kind of like the twerking it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, the, the joke on that one is I don't get horny I get nostalgic well, exa yeah, exactly but it's like even yeah, if like so, the other ones if they're just premise just a man holding up the word horny right, looks ridiculous right, that's crazy right, right. I, I agree that him holding up the cards is better because I've heard in the past that it's difficult after your sets to clear the audience of cards. So sometimes if you pass out, so not only does it take time to pass out the gimmick, but then you have to recollect the gimmick, right. and that can kind of change the room just right. via timing. Yeah. So you with them randomly selected, like you could even just give them to an audience member and say shuffle these. Right. And then that gives the audience, yeah. so if the yeah. audience shuffles the cards, but you know what you have and you're holding them up, then you're in control and you can throw them about as needed. I agree with you, John. I think that it, I think this could change everything for you. Yeah, and not just that. I mean, I think the, um, yeah, like the fact that you're like, well, you know, I, if nobody wants to hold up the jokes I want to tell. It's like, well, yeah, man, you could just do it yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're like, you know, it, we're yeah, all in control of our it's stuff. In, it's <laughs> entirely, sometimes I go places and they are so excited to be holding the cards oh, up. Sure, yeah. And they're waving there and they're jumping up and down, do my joke, do my joke. And, you know, yeah. it's just it's just hard to know. It's nerve-wracking to know what which one is going to happen. Well, yeah, all, it, all it gives you is more options. You can make yeah, your choice. Right? Yeah, right. No, but, no, yeah, no, but no, you're absolutely right. It's I, really great for you to hold the cards on stage. For big things, like when you go to the punchline, hold the cards on stage. Don't pass them out. Right. Okay. When I go to the punchline. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Boris. Boris has comments. I, I was just going to say that um, I think you can also play up, like you can make a card that uh, whatever you write on it is like ridiculously bad because you started out by saying that people don't want to hold up the right. ones that are... So you right. can maybe write one with like something really absurd or like ridiculously terribly bad. And then it I doesn't even need to be a joke. It and destroy it. Or, and I, that one yeah. gets a laugh when I do you, that. You can also yeah. hide if you're if you're going to be the one holding up the cards. I mean, I don't know if it's hacky or like how it will go, but like you can just print a card of like I don't know, like a naked woman or something, and then like, oh, that's not for you guys or something. <laughs> I don't know. But like, if you're the one in control of it, you can do a lot of stuff. Oh, with that's it. funny. Okay, here's yeah, an editorial funny. on hack. The thing about hack. Is is it works. Hack jokes work, and, and therefore they're cheap. It's not that they're bad. It's just that everybody can, it's, it's everybody's joke, and therefore it's not unique to you. So that's, that's, an, old, that's an old vaudeville thing. Oh, how did that get in there? Right? Yeah, that, yeah. Right. Right. That's rad. Picture of a vagina. I, you know? I also yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
this is kind of a thing that like because I almost like I, I see your your punchline is almost like it's premises. So yes. I feel like when you're like, oh yeah, yeah. this is like a premise. But well, um, these, this was that's that's what I yeah. I, I have you ever written a joke about net neutrality? Mm-hmm. That's gonna like gonna be coming up like a lot in the coming months, and I feel like net neutrality would totally play on to you because like you're an older man, and this is like like younger people are just barely hearing about this. So I feel like you could play on the whole part where like I just learned the internet. I, yeah, now, I feel like ready. there's so much there for you to explore just because of your just because of your age yeah. and how this is going to be coming up in the news like in like in, for like months to come it's going to be like all over the news and and it's the same vein as you think Kanye West is an airline joke right. is that you're yeah. dumb about it you're yeah. like I'm an old guy net neutrality what does that mean like what are we all you know yeah well yeah like maybe you could say something like net neutrality like I don't know are we going to war with someone like you know like maybe reference Vietnam to like okay. that <laughs> That, that's good. I'm going to have to listen to this one and get all these because it's too much rich, wonderful stuff coming all the time. Yeah, the, the hard thing about, about having a comedy act is every now and then you have to take the engine apart and put all the parts out in the driveway and you know, polish them up. And, and then when you're doing that, you don't have an act. And that's, uh, that's what I, I've been concentrating on this thing with the cards for so long. I don't have act B. But I did used to start this out with somebody holding the cards for me, and then I went to two people holding the cards, then three people holding the cards, and then it just emerged to the whole audience. Yeah. So you I, could just stack the cards in your favor. Stack the yeah. cards in your favor. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's that pile, that bag also, over there. Yeah. Yeah, those mm-hmm. will be like, yeah. Well, let's, you know, they'll always hold up the card that says, good blowjob. Well, but and that and that's the thing though is if you want to interact with the audience, you tell a person the audience, say, "This isn't a magic trick, but I need you to shuffle these cards. I need you to shuffle these cards. You're changing the set right now. Who knows what's gonna happen?" And then you get them all, and then you're. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You make it like a magic thing. You guys are great, and you guys are great. I mean, really, I take this. I really appreciate this, and I thank it very much. And that's. That's, that's the thing I found out from that. I have to actually love the audience and love giving them that kind of attention and approval. I was going to say that you can pass out all the cards, but if you memorize that, you could just do the ones you want. And I feel like there's something funny about everyone holding up cards and you not doing any of the jokes written on them, but just the ones you want. There is something funny about that, too. Fuck you guys in your I gave you the cards and I'm going to do these jokes. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. And it's funny if someone looks at their card and it's like, wait, he was looking at me, but he didn't do the like that. There's something funny about that. Um, kind of play on the confusion a little bit. Everybody yeah. clap wildly. Everybody clap loudly. For Paul Sanford. Paul Sanford. Meow meow. Your next comedian. Hey, I'm excited. It's his first time here. I'm going to say his name right. Or it's not your first time here, but I'm still going to say your name right. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Emin Disrobe. Sweet. My handwriting is really bad. It's it's Dismore. Sorry. (laughs) It's my handwriting's fault. Um, So I'll try some new stuff. Um, You know, in this country, we have a lot of sports. They say, like, some of the sports are pretty intense, like MMA or boxing. But, uh, you know, I'm Muslim, and we have our own sports, too. Like, in Afghanistan, we play dodgebomb. Where is the bomb? Where is it coming? <laughs> the bomb is coming. Left, right, jump. <laughs> no, okay. All right. Um, you know, I think I'm a comedian because um, 
like my mom says a lot of like stupid shit or like she's just a funny lady like she says a bunch of funny shit so i had like my uncle uh visiting from london and my uncle's from london and uh you know, he came and then my mom was nagging me. She's like, you have to spend more time with your uncle. Spend, take him out. Go do something fun. I'm like, mom, like, you know, he's old. I'm like, what are we going to do? My mom's like, no, nah, he's not old. He's young. I'm like, mom, he's seven years old. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, he's fun. Do, do some fun. I'm like, I called, I called the guy. The guy's like taking an afternoon nap. And then finally, I take the guy out. The guy can barely walk, you know. So I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? And, you know, dude's not old. Um, so I live in San Bruno, from San Bruno. Uh, I live in like a pretty weird neighborhood. Like it's the kind of neighborhood where it's like uh, once a week there's like a lost chihuahua sign on the end of every block, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's usually like a chihuahua, you know? And they never find them. But uh, I know my neighborhood's getting nice because there's a lot of Chinese people m moving in. <laughs> a little gentrification in, over there. No. Um, so I currently have a girlfriend, uh, she's Indian. Uh, so there's like some negatives and positives about having an Indian girlfriend. The negatives is that uh, you can't do no more cyber dating, you know, because they'll look that shit up. Uh, the positives is that uh, she gives really good blowjobs. <laughs> Indian women give really good blowjobs. I know you guys won't understand that, but maybe one day you will. Huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, my wife has a, a pregnancy app. It's called The Bump. Uh, yeah, she has an app on her phone. It's a pregnancy app. She's pregnant right now. It's called The Bump. So every week, it's like um, a new like the app tells her the size of a baby is like another size of a vegetable. So like last week, uh, she was like, oh, actually, size of a fruit. So last week, she said the size of, it's an avocado, like uh, the baby size of avocado. So I went to a Mexican restaurant. I started eating like some guacamole. I took one bite. I couldn't eat more because I felt like I was eating my baby's brains. Hmm. All right. All right. Sweet. Um, you know, Muslims, like I said, we have our own sports and we also have our own sex acts too. Have you guys ever heard of the Muslim whirlwind? No. It's when you fart in a girl's mouth and she blows it back on your dick. <laughs> awesome. Uh, have you guys ever ran into... <laughs> you like that one? Awesome. <laughs> Paul has experience with that. <laughs> All right. Have you guys ever ran into an Indian guy in a Jordan aisle before? Okay, forget it. Um, so uh, we love Uber here. So let me let me do an Uber joke. Um, so I have an idea for. Oh, actually, I kind of ruined the joke, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, I have an idea for an app. It's called Muhammad and the Prius, but they already have that. It's called Uber. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I feel pretty good about being Muslim these days. Like, I feel pretty special. Like, we have our we have our own jail, like our own resort, like right by the water. Like in 200 years, it'll be the new Alcatraz. <laughs> awesome. So I'll, I'll end there. Thank you. Am clap, guys, clap. Come on, clap. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I had to potty in the middle of your set, so I wasn't able to be as on point as I should. But one of the things is, I think that your dog chihuahua missing Chinese jokes is a little too easy. Like, you're better than that. I mean, it's, you're Muslim, dude. You have so much to talk about. You don't need to make fun of Chinese people unless you, like, make fun of Chinese Muslims or something, you know, like, not to focus you too hard or anything, but, dude, you're Muslim. Like, that's cool right like right now because it's so like Muslims are bad it's like a really ripe and beautiful time for comedy so I and I 
I would just stick with like your perspective and that, cause that's what I, I don't know, maybe am I crazy by thinking that that's a, like I'd focus on how you experience that and how you look at the world because that's what's interesting. You know, like, how do you look at women with hijabs? How cute are they? I don't even know if that's how to pronounce it or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. Um, I was just going to say, I think there's something funny about the wording. Because um, a lot of people talk about, like, online dating. Yeah. You call it cyber dating. Which I think there's something funny about maybe play on, like, um, the kind of phrasing of that. Because, like, cyber is kind of attached to, like, cyber warfare. It's not really attached to, like, okay. dating. So I feel like there's something funny about the wording there that you can use, like, calling it cyber dating I think can lead somewhere like um, I don't know something with the robots I really don't know something with robots yeah yeah something with robots 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 cyber makes yeah no 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 AI dating that's funny too yeah when you when there aren't enough Muslim women to date now you're dating some sort of robot (laughs) (laughs) Paul coming up to the mic is your wife Muslim yeah okay so she's Indian and Muslim well, that's not a stereotype. We don't know that. Oh, okay. So you have to tell us, even though she's Indian, she's Muslim. All right. Okay, and is it Muslim women that suck good dick, or is it Indian women that suck good dick? Hopefully both. <laughs> well, but, you know, you're, you're in the Venn diagram, man, you, in the center, we, man. We, the audience, are, we're on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. We need to know the things that, we, that, that make the joke. I think it takes Muslim women some time to get good at sucking dick. Well, and that's, that's funny, funny too. That's, that's, that's funny too. You then you say. have to get them when they're 14. You got to train them right. You right. know what I'm saying? And then finally, when they're 22, they don't want to suck a good dick. <laughs> and how many wives do you have? Can you su- oh, okay. and can you suck a dick and still be a virgin? So can you still be one of the virgins yeah. of the 72 if someone blows themselves up if you've only sucked dick? Is it just a vaginal thing? Now I'm getting a little too off kilter on this one, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be real, but, but, you know, remember that we're on a need-to-know basis. We need to know certain things. Right. That's called laying down the premise, you know? Okay. And so I'm sitting here saying, well, this guy sure knows a lot more racial stereotypes than I know. Okay. I haven't heard about, do- you know, I, yeah. the, 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 the stereotype for me on Chihuahuas is everybody carrying around these lap dogs. Yeah. You know, okay. um, and why would a Chinese person want to eat a chihuahua? What a tiny little dog. It's, very, it's like a quail. It's like the quail of dogs. Yeah. It's like it's a lot of work for very little meat. Look, because I'm hard of hearing, I have my hearing aids in, so I have 20-20 hearing. But because I'm hard of hearing, I, I'm very aware when people don't speak clearly. And what you're doing that you're not aware of is that when you get to essential information or the joke, you kind of... You know? It's like you're. It's like you're not. Um, you, you, you're not speaking clearly, but it's almost on purpose so that you don't really have to stand behind your joke. All right. You, know, you gotta. You gotta. That's lay it some out deep philosophical shit, Paul. You know. Psychology. So, for instance, there. I was look. I was getting my cards put together, and you said they're playing dodgeball. Yeah. Dodgeball. But you said dodgeball in my ears. Did I? Oh, shit, my no, 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 no. Because you didn't sell the word bomb right. well enough, because dodgeball is what we hear. Yeah. So if you want us to hear something different, it's on you to say dodge bomb. All right. Dodge bomb, 
you know? Right. Or Dodge Rock. Just shit. And, 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 and I'm listening to your joke, and I say, oh, I get it now, but I'm already in your joke, you know? So, but that's, that's just... That's just what we as an audience will do everything we can to sabotage your joke and not hear you right and say, what did he say? I don't hear and all that. See, so it's, it's, and, and the same thing you said the guy was seven years old. Uh, yeah, 70. But you 70, said he was seven oh, years old. Oh, so you heard seven and it was 70. I yeah. see. Yeah, you didn't clearly say he was 70. And the problem is, I'm 69 years old. I'll be 70 in December. It's not one bit funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, pick, pick another age like 88. That no, don't, don't cater your jokes you, to Paul Sanford. <laughs> if you're going to say 70, say, say 70. You know? But you say 69, it's a tight number. Yeah, 69 yeah, is a tight number. Yeah. Wow, wow. 69 or 72 because 72, 72 virgins, you've got the Muslim thing going there. With the, you can have a couple different numbers. But this is, this, this just goes all the way through. Is your wife pregnant? Yeah. Okay. Yay! Congratulations. Yeah. See, well, That's a bomb. Is pregnant That's a bomb. She has a pregnancy app. You know, we, we want to know these things. Right. We're, we, we're very curious, and we don't know. We, we don't live with you. And, and you can make a cute joke about the baby being a bomb that's going to explode in nine Whatever. months. Yeah, you got a bomb Something like oven. that. Like, I put a, like, I'm a Muslim. I got a bomb, but it's going to explode in nine months. My whole life is fucked. I have a baby coming. Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, get, kind of get over your shyness and lay it out there for us. I'm a Muslim. I'm married to an Indian woman who's a Muslim. She sucks good dick. And we're going to have a if beautiful your wife, baby. If your wife has a good dick for you. And that was really funny when you said, uh, when you said um, someday you will uh, with luck. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Kind of what you say off the cuff is, is funnier sometimes than what you plan. Yeah, and then keep it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Everyone uh, clap wildly. Terrific. Woo. For Emma Dismore. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Not doing a great job Being funny Coming back to the joke workshop Your next comedian uh, I'm excited to see him Every time he's back at Mutiny Radio And he's becoming one of our stalwarts One of our regulars You guys are going to love him right now Clap those meat paws in a slappy like motion For Boris Shakurko <laughs> Um, is it okay if I do new stuff, guys? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah. I just want to try out some new stuff. Is that okay? Just some new stuff? Some new material? Is that okay? Is it okay? If I do some new stuff? Just some new material. This is new. So I don't... Just some new stuff. Is that okay? Um, I'd like to start out with a joke, if that's okay. Um, and then move on to the later portion. Um, I'm trying to learn how to communicate that uh, I don't like spicy food. Like, I think if you're... Uh, I think if you're a female, it's okay to say you don't like spicy food. No one's going to give you shit. But if you're a man, people will call you a pussy. Like, just because I don't want to tear my asshole apart, why does that make me less of a man? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think roller coaster. I think theme parks are weird because I think if aliens came on Earth and the whole human race was eradicated and they came upon a theme park, I wonder what the thought would be on their part. Like, this is fun? They do this for fun? They go in circles and for fun? Um, 
Guys, this is new material. I don't, I don't think it needs to be said. This is new. This is new. Guys, guys. Um, I, uh, I work for an after-school program, and so uh, daily I have like uh, 13 children um, as a part of my kind of like responsibility, and they're all, um, they're all black. That's not like intentional on my part. They're just all black. And I was walking with them, um, so it's me looking like this, and 13 black children, and a guy pulls over an SUV and yells out the window, you look like a plantation owner, which is weird because, first of all, like, is this... Like, face, like, was Woody Allen a plantation owner? You know what I mean? Is that the the people that did that? But it's also hard because they were looking at me with, like, a face of disgust. Because that's not nice. But I also didn't do anything. I'm also disgusted. Um, why isn't soda illegal? You know what I mean? I smoked a, no, they were <laughs> that wasn't, no, I just, I smoked a little bit of weed and then I had some soda and I was thinking soda should be the one that's illegal. That easily made me feel worse than the weed. Um, bless you. Um, I think it's weird that guys often ask each other, like, how much money would it take for you to suck another man's dick? I think that's weird because the better question is, how much would the second blowjob cost? Because it's either a lot or it's like nothing. That's just what you like to do now. It's free and that's a new sexuality. Um, I really like eating uh, ice cream. I, I love the point. Whenever you start eating ice cream, there comes that threshold point where it, it goes from enjoying the ice cream to getting all the chunks out and the ice cream is just in the way. And you have, to get, you have to eat all the ice cream in order to get to those chunks. Um, guys, this is new. I just want to say. This is, guys, guys, I just want to say. Um, what else do I want to try out? Uh, I think it's weird that, like, if, the hum- if we consider humans to be one people, then, like, as a whole, we all live in China, and our name is Muhammad, and we're all from Africa. Like, as a people. But white people don't factor into that at all. But yeah, they're the ones that have all the power. Um, all right. And, uh, oh, um, I feel like if I had a, I feel like if I had a wake up call in my life, I'm scared that it would be like my morning alarm and that I would need six of them in 15 minute intervals. All right. That's it for me. Thank you for listening. Shakurko, everyone. Yeah, the sultry jokes of Boris. So, uh, all right. So, those are new jokes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Meow, meow, meow. Well, no, I've heard, I think I've, I heard you tell the plantation joke before, and I. The one about uh, doing the after school program. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was just thinking about, like, the one I always think of, and I, I think I forgot to tell you last, year, last week, but it's like they say, I look like the owner of a plantation. Yeah. I just be like, Thank you. You think I own something? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the way you could do, even if it's slaves. Um, and then what was the first joke? There was something I was thinking about the first joke. Um, I was trying to make fun of like, people saying material. Use the microphone. Oh, no, no, oh, no, oh not, the, uh, not the very first, the actual like, first um, like, prepared. Was thing. it um, spicy food? Was it spicy food? Yeah. Um, 
I think Rip it up the asshole there. with the spicy food. No, I think meow, that's like, uh, yeah, I think that's actually, I think that's, there's something there. I think keep working on it. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what I was thinking I about. I think you need more specifics is yeah. what he's getting to. Yeah. Okay, so like as in when you mentioned the ice cream with the things mm-hmm. you want to eat out of it. So yeah. bubblegum ice cream, you get the little bits of mm-hmm. bubblegum out. Mm-hmm. Rocky Road ice cream, you get the little marshmallows out. Right, fish food ice cream, you get the little fishies that are dark chocolate and then filled with like caramel or whatever, fucking fish weird thing and maybe acid. I don't know what comes in those little fish, but they're delicious. But you need more specifics. So it's the same thing with like, oh, I eat Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. habanero peppers and my asshole looks like a hand Mm -hmm. grenade got thrown into a deli and or or whatever. Like you. Yeah. (laughs) If you can on the hot sauce, if you can go someplace with me, I don't I don't experience rectal discomfort from hot sauce mm-hmm. but <laughs> lucky you but we're I, all proud that's why he's I still do, alive <laughs> i do have i don't like the burning in my mouth and so you say somebody says you're a pussy well imagine hot sauce on labia so okay because you, you don't you don't like them on the lips of your mouth what mm-hmm. this labia of the pussy you're really or, or your dick one time my ex-husband was chopping up jalapeno peppers and then he went potty and he didn't wash his hands well enough Ooh. and he came out yelling my dick is burning my dick is burning That's and tough. it's because of the jalapeno the capsaicin in the yeah. thing and then mm-hmm. on his dick very thin skin no good yeah so anyway that's that's another way to go mm. And uh, I like I like the idea of you like in charge of thirteen black kids, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like that that seems really funny. Like I have a friend he he's like works at a really bad school as a teacher, so he has to like you know keep these badass kids in line, and you know a lot of them are black. And he mm-hmm. he told me some funny ass stories like like you should de- delve deeper into that. Like I don't think you look like a plantation owner, so I think you can talk about like bear Jew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could talk about like, oh, I have a new app. It's called like, I don't know, free labor or some shit. Like, you can do something like that, mm-hmm. or, you, or you can do like, um, like I play. I have I'm in charge of these 13 black kids. We play basketball. I can't beat any one of them. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how, like how like they're so younger you than the you, manager. but then they're already like better than you, or like you know, like you know, yeah. I don't know. I think there's something there. You're making Got now. It. You're you're picking up. You're you're going to be an agent for the NBA, but you're starting young. Yeah, like it, it would set it up if you describe something you were doing. Like, are you trying to get them to stand in line? Mm-hmm. You're trying to get them to walk. So, are you giving them orders? Are you pushing them around? You know that that would yeah. provoke mm-hmm. thing. You know, you know. yeah. And you look like the bear Jew from Inglorious Bastards a little bit, like a short bear Jew. Yeah. yeah, and actually, if the guy called you some kind of Nazi, that leads into your Woody Allen thing too. But. Um, yeah. What was the kid's reaction when the person said that? Um, like disgust and kind of like, Ew. Well, that would be good to know. You, you could get something out of their their response. But were they disgusted with you or disgusted with him? Well, I think the joke is that it's like directed at me, but I didn't even do anything. You know what I mean? Right. I know. Um, but how did the kids react? Did they support you? Or oh, they, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they went and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, okay. The good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Um... First of all, I just want to say, like, I, I mean, I personally hated every single moment of you on stage. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I felt like, uh, Damon, Emon, how do you, Emon. I kind of felt like similar to Emon, where, like, when you said, like, I look like a plantation owner, I was like, no, you look like the most Mexican, like, guy <laughs> ever, dude. Like, mm-hmm. 
I did not see that like this. I didn't see that. that, that that's where there was a disconnect. I was like, no, I don't. Like you look like you know, fucking. Yeah, you look kind of yeah. Well, I like I, I think they yeah. call you Hefe before Master. Uh, ah, that's <laughs> funny. No, he, that's he very funny. He invented a new app, Slaver, where you can have a young urban youth <laughs> help you with yard work and stuff. What do they call you? Do they call you? Yo, what's up, yeah, Boris? Do does, <laughs> ever, does this ever happen to you, where like people don't people don't know that you're you're what are you doing? Well, yeah, I'm very ethnic. Most people think I'm like Hispanic or Latino. Yeah, or yeah, that's or, a, yeah, because. That's where the disconnect was there. Because if you don't uh-huh. start off with that, people are just gonna, maybe like if they come out with your name, something maybe yeah, yeah, clear yeah. stuff up. Which yeah, is but, why later when you talk about white people being we, that you and you're, later you take want us to take you for granted as a white person, and yeah. you've already said, wait a minute, do I look like a white person? Mm-hmm. You know that you, mm-hmm. you're working against your, your premise yeah. there. Cause, yeah, because you don't. Look like you know like a, like I mean I don't know what a white person would, I don't want to be like that but like, like this. no I feel I like mean I make, don't like you make it like I like don't you know I'm when the person. Aryan nations are like Jews aren't white yeah I'm like he's right look yeah. at that no I'm kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> well no you're not kidding I mean uh, that, he, uh, he is no, he's he already told that joke <laughs> no you Jews look white. you yeah. look super Jewy I don't know if it's the glasses or what it is I mean I think I look super Jewy too but people don't no one ever most people think I'm Mexicans what yeah, I think that's like really? two people in here were like oh wow. Like he felt it, I felt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny when you said, "What would you charge for the second blowjob?" That's a good joke. Mm-hmm. That's a good straightforward <laughs> premise setup punch. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Well, we like Boris Shakurko. Everybody, clap wildly! Yay! <laughs> Well, all five of us went, and that was everybody on the bill tonight, so, hey, it looks like joke workshop's ending early. That's fine with me. I'm going to go eat some monkey tuna and talk to my cat. I'm, like, super stoked. Thank you guys all for being here and staying the whole time. This was really a great quorum. Uh, Thank all five of you, John Gallagher, Michael Brandon, Paul Sanford, uh, Imon Dismore, and Boris Shakurko. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Thanks, you guys. Every Monday, the Joke Workshop. Bring your new stuff here. Bring your old stuff. We'll do whatever you want. Uh, hey, donate to us. Press that donate button on the side of our website or just give us money on our GoFundMe or just put money up there in the front if you want. Uh, and if anybody wants, I have really great uh, weed treats today. Okay, bye. <laughs>
to mention here on the joke workshop that tonight is actually my six-year comedy anniversary the first time i ever did stand-up was on 7 17 2011 at amnesia on a tuesday night it's a monday thank you guys for listening to the joke workshop we don't have any more comedians so we're just gonna play some more jazz and some other things seriously thanks for listening to joke workshop we'll see you guys next week bye Who danced till sunup? Who caused the sun to set again with irreverent bow? Who rival the moon with gravitational force? Who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck? Who don't give a fuck? Who make? Who do? Who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs? Who draw shock and doll on faces graced with watching? Who create from the soul of an orgasm? Who swagger even alone in the shower? Who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion? Who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution? Who would rather die than fall in line to conform? Who constantly challenge the norm? Who greet each and every day as if just born? I say to you, I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact. And in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples 
paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. LSD, fab, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tuchel Matos with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. The Freeform Stand, every Sunday at 1 p.m., parking Niños Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The Freeform Stand and all volunteers your project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free, we act as a gathered place and mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it out to our free farm stand for more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a food tree that he's picking you can contact lauren with at produce to the people at produce to the people watch me sing play my guitar all the
Happy Monday, everyone. This is some exciting music to uh, start your joke workshop with. It is 6 o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And we have a bunch of great comedians that want to try out their new jokes for you. Uh, people are going to do four minutes of material, and then there's going to be four minutes of commentary by a panel of their comedian peers. So uh, remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So nice comments, and then what they can work on, and then more nice comments. So, uh, all right, we're going to get started here on the Joke Workshop here on Muni Radio. So uh, get out your pieces of paper and your pencils so that we can be good uh, listening audience for our comedians today. And right now, welcome up your very first comedian. It's Ginny Hogan! For coming in, true. I don't like camping. I think it's an appropriation of homeless people's culture. I uh, I don't understand why you'd want to do it if you have a bed. I also think like the way that tech bros dress is an appropriation of lumberjack culture, uh, which I brought and Ian too. He's appropriating lumberjack culture. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, tech bros is the wrong demographic. Men, I guess, is better. Um, so I, what was I going to talk about? Um, I, uh, so I'm from New York. Last time I was here, I did kind of a failed pigeon impression. Um, I, I've been working on my pigeon impression. I, I kind of do want to save it till like happy hour again next week, so I can show everyone that I've conquered the pigeon impression. It corresponds to a joke that I actually don't like anymore. But the joke is about um, how I like came here from New York, and the pigeons in San Francisco are different. Anyway. When I tell people that I've come from New York, they always seem very surprised by this. They're like, oh, would you ever leave New York? Um, but before I, when I went to New York, I was in the Bay Area, and then people in New York would kind of react the same way, like, why would you ever leave? And I just, like, the way they say it makes it sound as though, like, I actually, like, think about my decisions before I make them, um, which I don't at all. Like, I like, moved to San Francisco because um, I met a guy who uh, sold me on a mayonnaise company. Uh, he said it was a vegan uh, mayonnaise tech startup, and he told me that it was going to change the world, that I should come move here. And I did. And uh, the line that really got me was, you probably think Facebook's cool because Facebook has 1 billion users, but food has 7 billion users. <laughs> and that was it. I just, I left. I, I left New York um, for that. Uh, but anyway, OK, so speaking of kind of like work and, and that sort of thing, I feel like uh, this is like kind of a weird thing for people with like Monday through Friday jobs. Do you feel like you can only shit on weekdays? <laughs> no, okay, that's super weird. I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. <laughs> so I think people would like be like, oh, that's definitely true. Um, it makes me feel like my job is like taking over my life, though, that it's like affecting my bowel movements. Um, anyway, I so my first job, I I was like 14 and I worked at this like beachside restaurant and I was like the bus girl who brought bus woman maybe I don't know who brought out uh, like the food you know and they really only serve like chicken fingers and fries. Um, and I much preferred bringing out like fries because people would be upset if they only got five and a half chicken fingers. Um, but then I now uh, work at like a um, tech startup, and I we so we are like trying to hire women. We have a lot of issues with interviews. I feel like I 
spent every day like talking to someone about how uh, we need to improve our interviewing. And so, um, what we like ha we interview these women, and we're supposed to do, or people in general, we're supposed to do like a behavioral interview where we like ask them questions about themselves, um, which I think is really stupid because we're like hiring engineers, and I don't want to know things about them. Uh, <laughs> And I personally do really badly at these behavioral interviews where they ask me questions about myself. Like, anytime someone says, like, tell me something interesting or tell me about yourself, I always start with, um, I'm blonde. Because, not because I think that's the most important thing to know. That just seems like the first thing to state, you know? Like, it just, like, kind of get it out of the way early. Um, and then, I don't know, like, there's, like, a stereotype that blondes are dumb. But, like, if blondes were dumb, how'd I come up with such a smart answer to that question, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I, I do really badly at these behavioral interviews, but um, I think other people do too, which is fine. Like I, I, I can't think of any like extremely weird answers to questions I've gotten recently, but uh, people are just like generally really strange and like bad at eye contact and everything, um, which doesn't really bother me. Uh, let me do one more joke <laughs> if I can think of it. Uh, no, you know what? I'm actually just gonna, I'm gonna leave it. I'll do my pigeon impression next time. Jenny Hogan! I like your opening joke about appropriating culture. I thought that was really great. All right, comments. We've got microphones out. There's one kind of in front of Stefan. There's one sort of fluttering over by Timothy Pizza's face. I got a question. Um, the chicken finger bit, uh, were you implying that you were eating half a chicken finger? Yeah. Okay, it was, uh, that was funny. Uh, but uh, okay, it wasn't clear, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know, elaborate. Um, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's cute. Yeah, you should okay. stick with that. I, I like that. And then the mayonnaise thing is great, too. Um, if you could, like, do an impression of him, maybe, when he's, he's like, babe, the mayonnaise only has, like, like, like Keanu or somebody really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, like, you know, overtly, an overtly dumb guy impression, maybe. I, I actually do something with like the mayonnaise when I was like 14 at the beachside restaurant and then like there was something fucked up about that mayonnaise so I wanted to go fix the mayonnaise industry. Yeah. That didn't even occur to me. Yeah, or you, you know, every time or I not, see a, no. you know, a little tub of mayonnaise with my stolen chicken finger, yeah, I, exactly, uh, I yeah. remember, okay. you know, William or whatever his name is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, good set. Chicken don't even have fingers. I think this is the best version of the mayonnaise thing yet. Like I've seen you get to it a lot of different yeah. ways, but I like this one where it's like the guy talking about like changing the world because okay. it's like I th I think like kind of backing into it like that it's really good. Okay, like that I say like that I I was convinced to move to San Francisco because of a mayonnaise company. Yeah, and then like you have a bunch of other jokes about it, but I liked that segue As into the, it. The yeah. Intro? yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, I like the intro better. I'm sorry. <laughs> That, no, the intro was, wasn't Connor the intro, what, you said something like, well, that makes it sound like I think through my decisions. That was a great joke. And yeah. I thought that intro yeah. the but mayo really say, well. And then I can say, right. like I don't. Exactly, that, then the mayo, right? Okay. I think we're agreeing. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, I'm glad, thank you guys. That was I helpful. I love agreeing with people. Yeah, because I do talk about the mayonnaise a lot. Did you work at? <laughs> How do you make vegan mayonnaise? That doesn't make sense to me. It, it needs egg yolks. Is it made with flaxseed? That's gross. It's made with um, mung bean. Oh my god, like that's this. not mayonnaise. Yeah, it's not mayonnaise. <laughs> it's amazing though that it brought you here. That's a good thing. But that yeah. sounds like disgust. I mean, specifically to Muni Radio to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, to San Francisco from New York. Yeah. That's because Best Foods mayonnaise is the only mayonnaise. So if someone could like convince you that some other mayonnaise was worthwhile, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. 
Cool. Yeah. All right. She's not a vegan, but she loves. Do you love mayonnaise? I do. I'm, I'm like a vegetarian, though, so I'm. Oh, would you dip no. chicken fingers in mayonnaise? Yeah. Well, I don't eat chicken fingers, but I. I don't. I don't think it sounds gross. I feel like if you just keep piling things that taste good on top of each other, it just still tastes good. But I don't have like a very. Good <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Everybody clap wildly for Ginny Hogan! Yay! All right, your next comedian doesn't give a fuck what you think, so he's just gonna do a six-minute set, and he's not gonna take comments. You guys, your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. Hi. Um, trying to be uh, less approachable. I like people looking or talking at me. Some days eye contact hurts. People get close enough, I'll say something really intimate and weird and bizarre and kind of look up at the sky. I'll get close and be like, God, I really miss everybody. I miss them all so much. Yeah, I don't know. The older I get, the weirder people get and the weirder life gets and the less I care about it. And it's just like, God, fuck, I'm on a giant rock floating around a giant ball of fire. I don't know why the fuck I'm wearing pants or pants or wearing <laughs> pants two pairs of pants or paying taxes. It's, 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 a fucked up, it's a fucked up thing and I'm getting older and I don't want to get older, but I am getting older. Have you ever seen like a 70 year old person like taking a nap, lying there fighting off the white light? They drive like maniacs, they're either going too slow or way too fucking fast, and where the fuck is grandma burying all those goddamn parakeets? <laughs> Every time I go there, it's a new fucking parakeet. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, I'm trying to just, you know, live day by day and do the normal thing, like I'm trying to do the dating shit. Actually, you know what, before I get to the dating shit, let me correct here. Um, I, you know, about being old, I don't want to be old. Uh, one day I might take my life. I want to make it a positive thing though. Uh, you know, everybody's got these sex moves like the, uh, the, the Dirty Sanchez or the Cleveland Steamer or uh, the Blumkin, but I've got suicide moves. Um, you know, I think this is fun. Uh, you know, the, the first one I got is the 1600. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, when you're taking your SATs and uh, you sharpen both your number two pencils, you put them up your nose, and you slam your fucking face against the desk. Uh, yeah, 1600. Uh, for all you techie guys out there, the, uh, the, the coder, uh, that's when you hang yourself on chat roulette. Um, and then the uh, come and go, uh, that's when you're uh, jerking off, uh, if you're a guy like this, with a girl, something, I don't, I don't know what they do. Like, is it like, a, like, like that? No, no, this is like a, like, like that? Yeah, yeah, like that, okay. Well, anyway, so, you know, you're jerking off with your right hand, and then, oh, it's like, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, right when you come, it's called the come and go, you give yourself heart heart. So there's just all kinds of intestines and spooge everywhere when they find your lovely body. Um, so I've been trying to date. <laughs> Um, and I want to do it safe. Uh, I want to, uh, I want there to be an app. There might be one. I think there is one. I think there's an app where you can, uh, you know, type in your STDs when you're dating. Um, so you can date people with the same STDs, uh, which I think is brilliant. You can start some new ch uh, strains together. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, and it's like, how are these opening chat lines going to go? Um, you know, like you, uh, you know, you like, you know, find the girl that you like and you're like, oh yeah. Hey baby. It's uh, civil us, not civil you. 
and there's other uses to this app too. Like, I figure like I'm a, I'm like a, I'm like an Oak, I'm like a San Francisco six, but I'm like an Oakland eight. <laughs> but like if I was out here and I wanted to get laid, I could go into this app and probably find a ten by you know I could just find. Well, I mean think about it. I've done some research. Uh, it only takes four days to get rid of crabs. So you could just beep bop boop crabs into the old uh, into the uh, old STD app. It's like, I mean, are you tired of fucking ugly people? Like, are you tired of fucking ugly people? No. No? <laughs> they fuck better. They do. But yeah, I guess, yeah, but you know, say you want to fuck a you know, really pretty person. Like, oh. you could find a really pretty person with crabs, oh. and they've probably got low enough self-esteem because they have crabs to fuck you or me uh, because of the crabs. Oh. Um, so how's that opening chat gonna go? It's gonna be like, hey baby, let's do this. Uh, don't be shellfish. <laughs> it's it's awful. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my uh, pigeon bit for Guinea. Um, this is an old joke, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, I lived in San Francisco for 15 years, and there's two things running in this fucking place. It's the pigeons and the homeless people. They're the same fucking creature. They're chaotic, <laughs> and they're begging. They're all just fucking running around, acting like crazy. It's either like, give me some change, or just like, and it's like, they're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. So I'm waiting for the N train, and uh, there's this homeless guy there, and uh, he's wearing a suit, but he looks like he's been wearing it for 20 years, and he's walking around in a circle just like every 10 seconds, just like, and might I add your honor! Like his mind split in half in the courtroom when he lost his case, and he just walked outside of 850 Bryant and immediately became a fucking hobo, and might I add your honor! And I'm like just staring at my phone because I don't want to deal with this motherfucker. Train finally shows up after about 15 minutes. I go to Amoeba. I get some records, I come back, I take the end train back to wherever I was, you know, got on it, and uh, this homeless guy's suit is laid out on the ground, and he ain't in it, and there's just shit all over it. There's the pants, there's the shirt, there's the vest, there's the blazer, and there's like 30 or 40 pigeons running around on top of this fucking suit, and I'm like, oh, if you smoke enough fucking crack and meth in San Francisco and drink the water here long enough, Eventually, you just start coughing up feathers and burst into about 45 pigeons. Like, that's how this works. I've never fucking seen a baby pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I work uh, in an office. Um, uh, I uh, type numbers into a machine. And uh, in the office next door, um, there is a female um, who does the same thing. And she watches sports with the, with the sound off while she works. And listening to one woman watch sports with the sound off Sounds like bad sex. And I know what bad sex sounds like because I was raised by a single woman. <laughs> right. So I'll be typing away Microsoft Excel, minding my own goddamn business, working away, type, 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 and all of a sudden I hear, oh yeah, yeah, that's great, yeah, yeah, shoot it, come on, shoot it, yeah, that's good, yeah, like my dick moves and my ears perk up and I'm looking around like, what the fuck, I'm like still typing, my blood's pumping, she's like, yeah, shoot it, come on, shoot it, yeah, 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 shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, no, no, you idiot, you idiot. I'm getting PTSD from every sexual experience I've had with a woman or myself. <laughs> and I'm looking at a pivot table with the weirdest fucking boner I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Timothy Pizza. Oh, Clap wildly for Timothy Pizza! Yay! He's off to Doc's lab to go do a great set right on.
coming up next here on the Joke Workshop. Funny man, and he has new jokes. I heard it outside, and you're going to hear him now for the first time. As am I, actually. Uh, put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty. New jokes, indeed. I went to the worst party ever on Friday. I don't like par- any parties, but this one was especially bad. After I was at Pamtastics, my friend texted me and was like, oh, well, let's go over to this place. It's just some stoners hanging out. I thought, that sounds like about my speed. We get over there, and it's a full-blown weed-themed party. They're, they have green light bulbs in, like weird, it's like, but like none of it is actually weed. It's just sort of like weed-adjacent things, green lights, sort of foliage. There is a bong out, there is weed out, and I'm just, we're sitting there at this party, and nobody is smoking. It's a weed-themed party, and no one is smoking weed. Like, first of all, you don't have to make the party weed-themed, right? That's just a party. That's like throwing a kid's birthday party and making it cake-themed. And then no one eats cake. What is going on? This is the worst party I've ever been to. So, like, finally, me and my friend and one of the hosts go out on the balcony and get high, come back inside. We're the only ones high there. I'm just sitting on the couch looking at all these people, looking at all these dudes that went to the same college that I did at the same time that I did, and that is the amount of social social closeness I have to them. And I was noticing that there are two types of dudes in my age range. There are the ones who uh, still dress like they're in college, and then the ones who are pretending like they're adults. And that's irrelevant because neither of them were smoking weed at a weed-themed party, but it's like, it's a thing that I noticed while I was sitting on the couch. (laughs) I was just furious at this party. Oh, goodness. Uh, I was watching a Justin Bieber music video the other day. I was watching the video for Sorry. Do you guys know that song? Anyway, (laughs) it's pretty good. So, it's, the song is serving two purposes. There's two meanings. There's the one, like the literal meaning is like him apologizing to some woman that he has wronged. The other meaning is him apologizing to his fan base and society at large for being a sociopath. And it's like, it's very well executed. And like the video is super cool. It's all these ladies in like bright outfits doing cool dance moves and stuff. But there's this lyric that's like, uh, is it too late now to say sorry because I'm missing more than your body? And that makes sense in the context, isn't that right? Than just your, than just your body, excuse me. They are different. M- missing more than just your body. So that makes sense in the context of the woman that he has wronged. But in terms of society at large, who he has wronged by being a sociopath and like drunk driving and like bringing illegal monkeys to Germany, I don't understand what the body is. Like he never had my body. Is it, does it refer to, you know, money, capital, that we used to give to him, and we don't anymore. He wants the body capital back. I don't know. I was in San Diego recently, and I met this surfer slash skimboarder. I asked him how he decided when he was going to surf versus skimboard, and he's like, dude, good question. Wasn't a very interesting answer, though. He also gave me... (laughs) He also gave me mushrooms, 
which was nice of him. He had this tattoo on his upper arm that said Memento Mori, which is like a reminder of death or something like that. And I was just thinking, like, I wish I was at the point where I needed to tattoo it on my body to think about death, because I just think about it all the time. <laughs> if I were going to get that tattoo, I think it would say, everything that dies is deprived of meaning. But that's just me. It would, probably wouldn't work as well in terms of, like, you know, impressing people. That was weird, man. <laughs> Said there. Honor Dordy! Comments. Uh, this is really a stretch, but um, did you grow up religious at all? No. No. Or like, I went to church when I was like really little, but. Uh, I used to, have to study uh, uh, Christianity and you know Christian high school, um, and one of the things I had to learn was uh, like dual planes of Jesus. Like he would be talking to his twelve apostles about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know get us all you know food or something. But like they thought it was just talking about them, but he was really talking about like all humanity. There's a whole thing on it. You can look it up. But I thought that would be a funny comparison for the uh, for the Bieber yeah for the Bieber thing. I can't remember. Pam, do you know what I'm talking about? You want yeah. To? Well, it's it's called uh, his parables. He'd you know say one thing and yeah. meet another. But when, at the at the Last Supper, he was saying, "This is my body broken for you." But it wasn't real. It was like I'm sacrificing myself. But he really yeah, was. Yeah, they kill him. Right. Yeah, yeah. And twelve loaves, two fishes, or five loaves, two fishes. Not it's, all that stuff. He'd it's something duality. It's called the plane, the dual planes, or something. I can't remember. It's a, it's a pretty well-known. I, I guess well, it's not as well-known as I thought it was, but I th mind. It's good feedback. I think the first order of business is adding jokes <laughs> to it. Yeah. But like once I do that, maybe I'll come back and go for this thing you're talking well, about. And you, well, you said you don't know why Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. He's maybe he's apologizing for his entire body of work. Could be. <laughs> like it's his entire, yeah. his entire body of music that he's created is that the right word for it or i mean yeah. <laughs> this, song, this song represents you know like jesus passed take this song <laughs> and listen to it yeah. it is my mind you know um, is he the kid that got arrested for peeing in a bucket yep yeah right. which i maintain is legal but <laughs> <laughs> i maintain is legal says jenny hogan uh, yeah, I think body of work. I think it could be his fans' body of work. Um, he has a lot of very active, like Twitter followers and that kind of thing. So I think that could be like a good area for jokes. If you go look up, maybe like some of the best things like ever tweeted at him, and like it's like him singing about how much he misses like getting like you know like a lot of erotic tweets from like twelve-year-old girls and that kind of thing. I think that could be like one direction to take it. Uh, one, direction one direction to take <laughs> it. All those teenage girls' idiocy without his brain exploding. <laughs> And I don't know if you just said this off the cuff or you planned it, but I love the, the phrase, um, I was furious at this party, or the sentence, really, because, <laughs> like, we've all been there, but it's yeah. just a, the, the incongruity being furious at a party, the, that <laughs> word in particular. Yeah. I thought that whole joke was great, that no one was, the whole weed thing, I thought that was very funny. These fucking people, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's just true. Is it because they... <laughs> I'm just wondering why they didn't have any weed. I thought everyone had weed. No, they, no they, that's the no thing weed. they did, and no one was smoking it. There was like a bong and like weed sitting out on the table. Why didn't did you just start smoking I, it though? Yeah, I would. Why didn't you invite me? I did. I mentioned it. Yeah, I went out on the patio, but then I was like the only person high at this weed-themed party. Was everyone giving reasons for why they weren't smoking weed? Was it a lot of like 
No, I didn't fucking talk to anyone. <laughs> you think you think I was talking to people at a party? <laughs> yeah. It's unclear. I mean, I wasn't even invited, so. <laughs> I showed, I was literally, the thing that I forgot cause to mention that I don't really know how to include is that, like, I thought it was just going to be stoners hanging out, so I showed up with a burrito, and I was just, <laughs> I'm just sitting on the floor eating a burrito as this terrible party coalesces around me. I love it. I think it's a funny joke. Any other comments for Connor? Connor Doherty! Connor Doherty, you guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio, your next comedian. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen him, so I'm excited to see what his jokes are. Uh, one of my favorite people who's been homeschooled in all of San Francisco, put your hands together, it's Ian Levy! Hey guys. So pigeons. I don't. I don't really have much on pigeons. Do you guys ever see like compare just normal street pig- like like city pigeons to like like crazy pigeons? Have you ever seen like a real a pigeon who looks like he's been through shit? Like <laughs> you know, like they're real. Where, where you just like you know where, where you go around it in the street? You know, it's it's not it's not a pigeon that's that's gonna budge. Yeah, no, that's scary. Um, that's it. That's end of riffing. Okay. <laughs> jo- jokes begin. Um. I, uh, I, I'm not sure one of two things is happening. Uh, either vanilla ice cream has started tasting really good all of a sudden, or I'm just becoming more boring with age. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I can't get enough of it all of a sudden. Um, I, uh, I, I'm looking at the, trying to, trying to find more, more meaning in my life recently. A, uh, a friend of mine just got married, which is weird. I went, that's why I was gone. Actually, I was gone for a whole week to, to my friend's wedding in Galt, and uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 do you know Galt? <laughs> yeah, very few people do. But it's, it's weird because, like, marriage is meant to be, like, the next, you know, the next step in maturity or whatever your next, and this is, this is a guy I've known for a long time. I've known him since I was six, and it's hard to take him as, like, a serious adult, you know? He's, he's, this is someone who once, in all seriousness, once said to me, uh, not many people can say they've crawled on their belly through their own urine. But I can, <laughs> which, <laughs> which just doesn't, you know, that's not really a mature adult kind of thing you, you expect people to say. It's, it's weird. My, uh, my, my grandparents got married after uh, knowing each other for three months, which is, which is kind of insane. You know, I mean, it takes me like three months to commit to a new series on Netflix or something, but it's, it's, I can't believe that kind of commitment. And they hate each other now, like they, so, if they were from a time period where they could have got a divorce, they would have been divorced, like not even close, man. They, they would be on their third or fourth marriage, but they, they despise each other. <laughs> but they're, but they're sticking it out. Um, my, my, my grandparents are really into uh, family lineage stuff. They like doing uh, family history. And they, they, they've done some research and they've found out, this is my grandparents on my mom's side, they've found out that um, I have relatives dating all the way back to someone who came from the Mayflower. But my particular line of the family, like it goes on down the ages, but the only reason I exist is because during the Civil War, a guy who fought for the Confederacy 
uh, left his wife and family to go fight and then started a second secret family and that's where I come from. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide what's, what's worse, the fact that I only exist because of adultery or the fact that I only exist because of the secession of the South. Like, I don't know <laughs> which of those facts is worse. Um, uh, yeah, it's weird. And then on my, on my, on my dad's side, uh, there's my, my family history. My dad is Jewish, and my family history, uh, you can follow it back until about the 40s. Uh, and so my family is Jewish and f uh, in Europe in the 40s. And you can follow the history back up until then, and then I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, they must have just been bad record keepers or something. There's no, there's no history after after that. So that's that's a weird, you know, idiots. <laughs> um, I, um, I, uh, I I had some some jokes about Israel Palestine, but then I remembered that this is like a recorded thing, and I decided. <laughs> I decided not to go out and say them because as much as as much as I disagree with like a lot of Israel's policies, I still qualify for like a birthright tour that I might want to take someday, and I don't want to be like at the West Bank and then they go, "What's this podcast from Mutiny Radio?" They're like, "Israel's not so great," uh, but I'm Jewish, so I love Israel, guys. Just <laughs> for the record. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I got for today. But thanks a lot, guys, for indulging. Me. I have a question up front. Was that a thinly veiled Holocaust joke about the history not going back past the 40s in Europe? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, okay, I, I, I got, got it. I got then. a bit stuck up on it, but it's but it's true. Like on my on my dad's side of the family, you can follow our family lineage back to the 40s, and then the Nazis just destroyed all all history of people. Right. I assumed that it was a, a yeah, Holocaust yeah. Joke. I don't okay, I don't good. know if that's that. I don't. I usually don't like talking, <laughs> making. You know, this is this might seem weird, but I usually don't like talking about the Holocaust. So. <laughs> I was gonna, uh, I was going to say about that one. It's, there's a, you could easily flip it on its head like millions of families disappeared during the, during that period of time, but mine appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could somehow turn it into a slam on the Nazis, I think you could make it work. I'm really aiming to slam the Jews, though. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going for. No, no, but uh. Perpetuate that self-hating state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's funny or if I should just leave if there's an idea there or not I think there's an idea there I thought it was funny and I, I thought it was funny because you were circling around it and you never it was like an oblique hit it wasn't like here's the joke it was like you sort of like skimmed off the side of it and I was like oh, okay. are you under 24 I'm 23. Because you know you can only claim birthright till you're 24. So it's you better. It's 25. Oh, it's 25 now. Yeah. They switched it. Well, there you go. So get on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to go to Israel for free. <laughs> I like that you're doing like personal, real stuff as opposed to the stuff you were making up before. It's it's great. I like making up stuff though. <laughs> yeah, fine, make stuff up. But I, I, I'm encouraging. No, okay, no, no. Thanks. Thanks. That's a good note. With that beard, you kind of look like an old Civil War Confederate fighter, maybe. Okay. Good. Or, or or every tech piece of shit in the city, right? Well, I, they must. They uh, maybe maybe all tech guys are just Civil War enthusiasts. It, it, it's I mean, true. I don't know. This guy who just got married is a Civil War reenactor, so that I know. So, I've been to many a reenactment. Hey man, I love my plan. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, Stefan, that microphone has a bad XLR, so like, keep it in the stand because oh, it keeps going in and out. Just right. so you know. <laughs> All right. Any more comments for Ian? Yeah. You got to get to a microphone. 
It was about the South. Watch your audience. In, in what? In what way? In a black and white way, and in a north and south way. But that, I mean, that all really happened. There's, you know, the South did secede yeah, from the Civil War. Yeah, and that's why there's racism. Well, yeah, but I don't think that joke in any way implies any form of racism. No, but, but I felt offended that you were on the wrong side for me. But my family was. They were all on the side. Like, I don't, I don't agree saying, with them. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, like, you know. I've seen your Confederate flag tattoo. Don't yeah, lie yeah, to exactly. us. I, I'm not saying Show everybody your ass. Again, and I don't right call now. it, like, the war of northern know, but, aggression or anything. But but it's, it's, but it, it's, it's a hot button for, for us. Yeah. It really is. I mean, 2012, 13, 14, they're just taking that flag down, which means nothing actually on, on you know, the principles of, of But I think that, I disagree with you because I think him telling that joke opens up the dialogue and that's what we need to start doing, especially through comedy, is that we, racism is a problem. And the only reason, the only way to address it is really to bring it to the forefront with comedy. And we know that he's joking because he's standing up on stage saying he's yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah, I can And see, it's true, his family you know, really does come from the Confederacy. Yeah, so that's, I can see that too, Pam. I, I see that. I mean. But here's the question. After your set, are you open to open enough to speak with someone privately about this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Until my opinion, I think a uh, apartheid is the only solution. To <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Nobody's. He's being funny about it. I don't have a problem. Okay. You know, I have white people in my couple of white people are my best friends, you know? <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all trying not to be racist okay. here. Everybody clap wildly for Thank Ian you. Levy. Yay! <laughs> Yay. All right, your next comedian is another funny Jew. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just <laughs> I, I think the only way... Did you ever take your birthright? Probably not. Oh, um, so I did something different. Oh, right on. Oh. Yeah, oh, wow. There you go. You had to pay for it. Well, we could make jokes about that, too. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for your next comedian, the very funny Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Thank you. I did. Uh, yeah, I did a um, birthright for 16 year olds, which was really, really, really fun. Um, let's see. I am. Um, I I don't know what's going on with me. I am changing. I used to ha I have a motorcycle. I've ridden a motorcycle, uh, but then it was too big and clunky, so I got myself a scooter. That scooter got crunched by a van, and now I'm riding around on a scoot. I just keep going lower and lower on the spectrum of shame. Like you guys know these scoot things that they're like electric. Like you don't need a motorcycle license. It's like Zipcar for people that don't actually want to zip. Uh, they want to scoot, which is like, when I think of scooting, it's like this defines scooting. I think of a dog that's wiping its ass on the carpet, and it's scooting. And this is what you do on a scoot. And it's like, you just go and you pick it up, and uh, it's got two helmets already in it, so you can choose like whether you want scabies or lice, um, or, just, or you just want to be grossed out. Um, and you know, it's like, I'm not, I, I am not OCD. I do not have OCDs, I am just germ phobic. And like, this is a real health hazard. And I emailed them, I'm like, how do you guys clean these helmets? You know, what do you got, like sanitizer in there? Disposable helmet liners, what? And they're like, 
the mechanic thoroughly goes over the scoop every two weeks. I'm like, and then I wrote, this is like, this is not enough. Like, do you, I'm like, does, are you flea bombing these things? Like, this is like, this is, I'm like, I work in a profession that it requires cleanliness and I, under, I understand this. And they're like, well, if you have any problems with your scoop, let us know. So like, I've been carrying around, <laughs> I've been carrying around a little spray bottle of alcohol with me and I just spray it and I kind of air it out and then I just like put it on because it is, it is disgusting. Um, but like, I just worry about like how low on the shame spectrum I'm going like what what is next for me so I'm on this scoot which is like a dog butt am I gonna like I'm gonna be on a fixie next like <laughs> carrying a yoga mat like on my way to Dolores Park for yoga class for like jello shots that are in orange peels like I, I don't know I don't know what's next I feel so like you know and then there's mason jars everywhere uh, it's humiliating like the other like the other night I was on this scoot and I was like going to gonna drop it off across town because that was kind of convenient actually um and uh, so I'm at a stop sign, and this guy's like, hey, scooting hard. And I look at him, and I go, this thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> and um, he laughed heartily, because he wasn't expecting that kind of response. Um, so now I'm looking for him on misconnections. Um, <laughs> who's that guy? Wow. I didn't expect him to laugh. He's my audience. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, uh, my mom. She loves me. She sees me through rose-colored glasses. She's like, Stephanie, you should be a model. And I'm like, Mom, that's ridiculous. Models are beautiful, and they're skinny. That's like the thing that models have. And she's like, no, no, no. You do not have to be obese to be a plus-size model. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible, but it's actually quite reasonable. It's actually, I mean, because I'm, I'm actually plus-size. I am a plus-size person. I wear like a size 8 or a size 10. That is plus-size. <laughs> Fuck it, who gives a shit? I like my body, and I'm not overweight. I don't care what you call it. Like, it's better than calling it like, lumpy size or 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 like or, or like fat size they could call it fat size it's just plus it's just bigger than like a size six like why do we even give a shit about this stuff i don't understand like because you know what you can be fat at any size right you could be a size three and then if you're like four foot eight like you're huge um let's see got a joke about cum towels that i'm working on i'm gonna try to work that out a little bit um yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I've got original material. No one else is doing joke, jokes about cum towels. Um, I, I, I set this up. I, I, I made this problem myself when I was single. Like I was, I was like really prepared for like sex dates. I was a really good sex hostess. I had lube. I had clean towels right by the bed. You come over to my house. You come. I got a towel for you. One, one time use goes into the goes into the laundry. That's it. Your towel, it's fresh and clean. And so I had collected all these towels like for boutique workouts. Usually, either I had bought or stolen them from gyms. Um, and then when I moved in with my boyfriend, I continued this habit of having clean towels by the bed because that's just what I did. And his habit is to take one of these towels that I have bought for or stolen from a gym, use it once, and then stuff it back in the drawer. Okay, which leads to, and sometimes he would hand this towel to me to wipe up with, and I'm like, no, this is, we can't do this. Like, we, you cannot reuse a cum towel because, like, I bought, I bought, so I bought him like 24 fresh white washcloths because one, like, I'll tell you what, what instigated this is one day I was going to one of these boutique workouts with my friend Brittany, right? Because that's who you go to a boutique workout with is someone named Brittany. That's the only person that will go. Like, we put on our Lululemon outfits and we like go to the marina with our, you know, we're gonna go to a spinning class and like I pull out my towel and she's like, oh my god, you didn't tell me we needed towels to bring our own towels to this workout. And I was like, well, I would give you mine, but I do not want you to get pregnant. <laughs> so, all right, that's, that's what I got. What do you guys Stephanie Silverman, comments. So I like to lie a 
like the um, like fat at any size. You know, there's this like the fat acceptance movement that's like healthy at any weight. I think yeah. you could do a play on that. That's like ugly at any size kind of thing. Like fat <laughs> at any size. I think like that would be good. But like also bring up that movement because I don't think people are gonna know it. Okay, because I like that movement because like, one of the things that they do is that they say like they're fat. Like it's just a thing. It's just a yeah. word. It's an actual like you have too much fat, then you're fat. Okay. Anyway, this ugly, is also ugly, ugly at any size. Okay. This is so silly, but I I heard the the cum towels. It, it's just I've heard it before, and I love it when you slow it down. Yeah. Like it's just 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 one okay. suggestion. You're, it, when you lay into every little thing about it, it's really great. Okay, thank you. It, it, just the word cum is C O M E, and it, no, no no I'm I'm saying I'm saying you know you got two words that sound like. I've been avoiding using those words. Like I was gonna, I sent Pam a message and I, I, w- I was writing, Pam, do you mind if I come? It's like, and you, I, and you what, meant, I, what you meant reason, was arrive. Yeah, I had to think of some other word. So maybe you could, I don't know, uh, talk what, what about. Do you, what do you call your cum towels? Tell <laughs> me You're not just the word. T-shirts. T-O-M-E, I call yeah. my cum towels T-shirts and sometimes socks. <laughs> sometimes I call them dirty socks. Dirty underpants, yeah. Sometimes oh. I call them dirty uh, underpants, the, uh, yeah. Only suggestion, uh, the whole thing I thought was great. Uh, when you're talking about the scoot, you're slowly degrading from the motorcycle to the scooter, then to the scoot. And then um, you're talking about riding a fixie and carrying all this shit. Um, and you only mentioned the fixie once. It doesn't make sense because you can't carry shit on a fixie. And then I just had this hilarious vision in my brain of you on one of those hoverboards carrying jello shots. Oh, a hoverboard. That's yeah, good. I think the yeah. hoverboard might work. Or Yeah, maybe yeah, hoverboard with Because it's hard for you can actually carry the stuff that you're talking um, about. No, that's better because I think fixies aren't as douchey as they oh, were. Can, they don't are have brakes. Still... They don't do that weird thing. There's no way. Yeah, you could... yeah fixie requires stuff going on. There's no brakes on those things. There's, right, but don't they have there... baskets? Don't people like put on like... the... There's like a weird, what kind of, it's like a break. It's yeah, just it's like has one, weird. yeah, just got yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, you, you're not carrying jello shots on Fixie, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. You could also okay. make fun of electronic skateboards, because Elec- those guys are fucked yeah, hard. Okay, that's, that's good. That's, that's a hoverboard, the yeah, electronic I'm, skateboard thing. Are they? Well, no, the, elect- the hoverboards are two wheels that are next to each other that, for some reason, uh, there's more African Americans than have them than I don't know why I just see them like uh, weird white Jew guys uh, ride the one wheel you know it's like the there's a wheel big oh, wheel the and the yeah, thing yeah. and then and then the black people are using the two wheels that are lower and they do that thing and then the the skateboard is fifteen hundred dollars and that's what all the new cod pieces are using. <laughs> Uh, uh, and the hoverboards catch fire too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the, like houses that burn down. Um, so we could use that. Do they just spontaneously combust? Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Google hoverboard fires. Yeah. Um, uh, they might so be fixing it now. Buy one for your enemy, just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still. I mean, it's uh, like the last time I heard about it was a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's still pretty relevant. Okay. Uh, so like a hoverboard goes below scoot. In oh, this, definitely. In, like, oh, definitely. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Like I should be so ashamed. The, I really want unicycles one. at the very bottom. I think. Unis- yeah. Unicycles and really mimes. Bad. Are at the bottom of the just pile. Okay. okay, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else? You guys are helpful. All right. Thank you. Yay, Stephanie! Yay! All righty, moving right along here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. FM. Your next comedian, really great guy, super helpful here around the station, and uh, just a really nice fellow. Also, bringing you new jokes, being a funny guy. Put your hands together. It's George Davis! Yay! Hello, hello. Let's make this quick. 
All right. Uh, oh. All right. Sad thing, right? David Bowie died. Prince died. It's always very sad when people that we love die, right? Thing is, I was thinking, like, God or whoever is on, like, his fucking pedo-pedo fucking roll call or something. Like, they're getting all the pedophiles off the streets. You know what I mean? Like, right? Right? Remember David Bowie? You don't, don't, you can't tell me that dude didn't fuck little kids, right? Or at least, like, all right, not little kids, but at least somebody under 16. That dude fucked everybody under 16. And Prince, don't tell me he didn't fuck a chick under 16. Now, here's the question, right? Do you still dig the people that you don't dig because they fuck, they, like, grow across your morals, right? Right? Like, unless, like, you're down with fucking a 16-year-old. <laughs> Quick question. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Soft and wet. All right, there you go. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, all right. Man, I forget all kinds of crap. Anyway. Uh, oh. Um. Dumb story. So I used to work at the Tenderloin Housing Clinic. All right, and the Tenderloin Housing Clinic, if you don't know, is where they take the homeless from the streets and they put them in homes in this area, okay? And the people who live there are filled with like crack addicts and like just, just addicts, just addicts, just regular people and shit, right? What I would consider. And um, like I get this, I get all these people, I'd sit at this desk all night and like, cause I used to work the midnight to eight, which was always a fun shift. If you're ever gonna work a shift like filled with crackheads, work midnight to eight because that's always a good shift. And um, I was sitting there one night and uh, all of a sudden, because all the time you'd hear these people pull the fucking fire alarms. <laughs> And there's never a fire. Nobody ever sets a fire. There's never a fire. It's just somebody on one who's feeling it, and then they pull the fucking fire alarm. So one day, that damn alarm goes off, and I go running up six floors because I'm at the Heartland Hotel. If you ever seen the hotel downtown, there's a beautiful sign that says Heartland Hotel off Geary Street. And I'd go down there, and, and I'd work there. And one day at like 3 in the morning, that fucking alarm goes off, and I know there's no fire, so I go running up these five flights of stairs, and I go checking out all these people, and I get up to floor five, and all of a sudden, I see water. And you don't expect in a fire situation to see a hell of a lot of water everywhere, and there's water coming around. So I go around, and I go around, and I go around, and I go to this woman's room. So I go to this woman's room, and I peek through her door, and I look in, and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I go looking, I'm like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, there's water up to like the bottom of that chair. Okay, all right. And at the, at the bottom of the water, there's like a whole bunch of water. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a whole shit ton of water. And she burst a pipe being on one, <laughs> fucking around with her pipe. She broke it. She broke a pipe in the middle of the night. So I go running downstairs with nobody to do anything with because I'm a temp on a temp job in the middle of fucking nowhere. And suddenly, there's just, I, I, one quick thing. 
there's if any building that you live in, all your bathrooms are kind of in a row. Or any apartment you live in, they're all in a row because they don't want their water to fuck up. So the water is coming down over our little bathroom that we use for our dumbasses. And I look in the far distance and suddenly there's just water flowing down the back wall like the shining. And it's just <laughs> garbage water flowing down. And suddenly, like, you know, I resolve it, but I know I'm out of time and I don't want to overrun my time. So anyway, take care, guys. George Davis! Stay up there for comments and stuff. Stay up there for comments and stuff. Um, the, uh, the water bit, um, you told the intro to it like three times. Like, you told it, like, uh, you said, like, I work at this place, and then there was this thing, and then I ran up these stairs, and then, like, you started over, like, a different way telling it. Like, you told the intro to the bit, like, two or three times. Yeah. Um, so you could shorten that by, like, a th- like two-thirds. Yeah. Like, you just say, like, I was a temp at uh, Heartland Hotel and the TL. Uh, crazy people worked there. One night, somebody fucked up the water. Um, that's all you got to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked it. It's like, you've got a good storytelling vibe. And I agree with Tim- what Timothy said. It's like it's a, more of a storytelling vibe. I could totally sit here as a story, but um, like as a stand-up bit, I l- put in more tags and punchlines, yeah. right? Because like that, you got there. Because I was gonna say with the waterfall, you know, like like the shining. That was perfect. That was, that was great. But you can definitely stuff more things like that in there. Like, how, and how did she break the pipe? And she's like, what did she look like? There's like. I, I have so, a tag so for it. Rich, but I, it was very good delivery. I have an actual tag for it. Why do they always put the addicts in the attic? Why do they put her on the fifth floor? Why would they do that? Put the attics on the ground floor, not in the attic. Because when they fuck up, they're not going to fuck up the whole building if they're on the ground floor, right? If they're on the fifth floor, it comes down, it ruins the whole building like The Shining. Attics in the attic. I was going to say, when, you, uh, when you're trying to think of some way to resolve what's not a fire, you can't call the fire department because they're just going to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. More water. That's the, what you don't want is, is more water. Is that about Bowie and Prince true? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not because Prince is one of the only people in history who never had, he never had a sexual harassment suit. He never had, he was never accused of pedophilia. He's never been accused of anything. He never really had a news story about him except when he changed his name to a symbol. I mean, because I was thinking he could write, like, to make it a little less awkward, you could say that, like, I've made this joke just like hanging out with girls before that, like, every girl in my generation's, like, sexuality is responsible from Bowie and those fucking ball p- pants and labyrinth yeah absolutely uh, uh, dance magic dance uh, yeah yeah and he's got the, the balls you know he's, he's got the balls he's playing with the balls he's got the balls hanging out um, yeah yeah baby with the magic I mean the but balls I, I, don't, I don't and then you can make a joke about what's her name Jennifer Connelly she was young in that movie like yeah 14 when that happened that's the, that's what I was seeing so maybe, maybe like, we, like I know Bowie fucked Jennifer Connelly on the set he had to have but like, I don't know if there's any actual pedophilia threats on Bowie, but uh, that could be like an implied one that's funny. Um, otherwise, maybe it's just awkward. I don't know. Um, I'd think about that one. Sheena, how old was Sheena E? I think you turned that off, by the way. There's an on-off switch on that. Don't work out. I think I don't know how she, how old Sheena E was when she played with Prince, but I mean, if she was under 18, you could probably make yeah, you know, a right. joke about Sheena, Sheena E. Why do I know about? <laughs> Sheila E. Sheila E. Thank you. It was. Uh, thank you. Yeah, he's old school. Thinking of Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton is yeah. different than. Well, still she, Sheena they all played drums. <laughs> In the eighties. Thank you. Yeah, uh, George. Yay! <laughs>
All righty, guys. Your next comedian uh, has a show here on Sundays from 6 to 8 called The Immutable. She's going to do it at some time. <laughs> She's very funny, though, you guys. And put your hands together right now. It's Trina Roderick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was actually on my way here walking down Mission, and there was a homeless guy laying in the street with his feet out and his shoes off. And his, his feet, of course, looked like, you know, fat sausages that were, you know, that were barbecued and fell in the in the coal, right? Of course. But the problem is that there was this there was this the very clean, fresh, white substance on the, one of his feet that he was twinkling, which of course is alarming. You need to know that immediately. Like if there's cum on a homeless guy's feet, <laughs> his dick might be out. And you need to know that. Have you guys ever seen a homeless guy's dick? It's super pink, super pink. You know how those, right? It's like clean and pink and...